teacher friend. Welcome to another episode of Simply Teach, a podcast for teachers and by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. I'm a former teacher turned classroom organization and management coach. My passion is to help teachers just like you organize, manage, just love their classrooms. Each episode is full of simple ways to engage your students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. Because y'all, I know teaching is hard, but I am so glad that you're here. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Simply Teach, or if you are hanging out with me on YouTube today, welcome to another blog, video, vlog situation. Um, I'm in Germany. We're here. We made it. So I'm now in full swing working here from Germany, and it's um, been a challenge to say the least, but yeah, that's where we're at right now. Let's see, we moved here October, I guess we got here October 12th. We flew out from Houston on October 11th, got here on October 12th, and we have been staying in a temporary apartment flat kind of thing. Um, we found an apartment. We move in two weeks to our super dope apartment that I'm really excited about. Um, yeah, so we move in a couple weeks into like our more permanent house. Guys, we literally, if you saw on Instagram, moved here with 10 pieces of suitcases. That's it. 10 pieces of luggage. That makes more sense. We brought, um, let's see, three suitcases, three plastic tubs, and two backpacks, one rolly carry-on, and one um, like bag luggage. So 10 pieces of luggage is all we have here. It's crazy. Anyways, to add on to the crazy, we got here and then literally we're here. Let's see, we got here Friday after Friday morning, Tuesday afternoon. We were in a car headed to Czech Republic for the week. Uh, Cody had a work trip, so I worked out of there, which that was an interesting experience to say the least. But um, then we came back and we've been here about a week and a half now, uh, about another two weeks until we move into our apartment. So it's just a lot of transition, a lot of change. Um, it's hard for sure. Um I don't really have a community here yet. I don't have people I know. If you know anybody in Germany, let me know. Um, yeah, so it's just, you know, trying to get used to the culture here and the language and all that stuff has definitely been a challenge, but um, it's fun. We are learning a lot. I keep thinking about these two kids, and I won't say their names, but these two kids, um, that I had teaching that moved straight from Mexico, knew no English, and they had to like get along, get along in my class. Like they had to figure out what was going on. And I, I'm sitting in my German lessons, the teacher's like talking to me in German. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're saying. Um, just everything is like flying over the top of my head. And I just, I can't stop thinking about those kids and our ELLs who come from other countries and don't know anything and just what a challenge that is for them and how like they're seven and eight years old, these kids that I had that were like having to figure out how to be in a new country and a new culture and a new language and school all at the same time. Like I have a lot of uh, grace for them now, which is probably a little too late, but Anyways, that's where we're at. That's kind of what I'm learning right now and what I'm working through. But today I am filming a two-part series or recording a two-part series uh, called A to Z Classroom Organization Hacks. If you've been following me for any length of time, you know that uh, I love classroom organization. So I have put together a blog post, a video, a podcast, all together, uh, 
with my organization hacks, tips, recommendations that I can give you. So if you go to the show notes for this episode, um, you will, everything will be linked in there. So don't worry about why you're listening. If you're driving or doing dishes or I don't know, listening, like playing with the kids, I don't know what you're doing. Don't worry about writing anything down because it's all in the show notes. Um, and I will link to everything that you need there. All right, in today's episode, we're going to start at letter A and work our way to letter M because that's halfway and uh, talk through some different resources I've created or I can recommend all around the name of classroom organization, classroom management, just basically everything that I talk about online. So let's start with A, anchor charts. Guys, y'all are making them all the time. I know it. Um, There are a ton of bloggers and Instagrammers out there sharing with you how to make cute anchor charts. I can't help you with that. I'm not your, I'm not your helper there, but what I can help you with is how to organize them. So one thing I did is the way my classroom was set up. I had a filing cabinet right next to, uh, like a built-in cabinet and in the little slit right in there, I would just take one of those little clippy magnets and clip all my anchor charts and put them like on this side of the filing cabinet. So nobody could really see them, but Y'all heard me talking about my lesson planning routine. When I would make my anchor charts, prep them the week before, I just stick them in a magnet. I usually put them in order from like beginning of the week to end of the week um, and just hang them up there. So that way they were easy to access when I needed them. They weren't taking up space. Now for storing anchor charts, once you're done with them, uh, if you want to keep them for the next year or keep them for later on in the year, you can go to the blog that I linked to on this week's episode show notes. And I linked to my friend, Holly, I did a whole blog post and uh, took pictures of her classroom because she made cute anchor charts and she had a great way of storing them. So you can head uh, there to see how to store the anchor charts, just rolling them up. Um, we had like a nice little, and I, I feel like I see this in a lot of classrooms now, like narrow shelves behind cabinets. That people can slip things. My text is coming out. Slip things in, um, and so that's how she organized anchor charts to hang on to. Okay, also I just went and looked it up on Instagram, but I came across, and I linked to it in my blog on anchor charts, but I came across Mr. Carbo's Instagram post about, uh, it's let's talk about anchor charts versus posters. And it was a really informational read, and I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to go read it because she talks about the difference between what an anchor chart truly is versus what a poster is. And I think a lot of times as teachers, and I know I am for sure guilty of this, we end up making posters that we call anchor charts. And really an anchor chart is something that the kids are creating, the kids are writing on, the kids are helping you with because that's where they're learning. Um, And I know a lot of times we pre-make them and then teach them and call it an anchor chart. And uh, her blog post was very convicting and very informational about how to be intentional about creating actual anchor charts. Okay, I spent way too long on anchor charts. Let's go on. B, behavior management. I've talked a ton about this. You've got to have behavior management plans going on in your classroom. Whole group, small group, individual, extra individual for that special friend. Not really special friend, but the kid who doesn't respond to whole group, small group, individual. You need something um, even more detailed towards them. So I've got tons of resources. I'll link to them all on the blog 
Um, but you can go back and listen to Simply Teach episode number 11, I think it is. And I talk about four behavior management plans you must have. I think that's like the top downloaded podcast episode so far. And I think YouTube video watch. Uh, probably because classroom management is becoming more and more difficult. I feel as kids become more and more difficult to manage. So go listen to that. Get some ideas. And just make sure that you have a solid classroom management plan in place. If this is summer when you're listening to this, you need to have those things planned out before you even walk into that classroom to set it up or decorate it or anything. If you're in the middle of the year and you're like, oh crap, I don't have classroom management going on or my classroom management isn't working, then go listen to that, head to the blog, I'll link to everything there, and read and figure out what you can do and how to implement it now. It's okay to do it now. Do it now. Even if it's halfway through the year, do it now because it's better than not doing it at all, obviously, right? You knew that. Okay, letter C, classroom cabinet organization. Guys, uh, I firmly believe that our cabinets need to be organized because if they're not, then we don't have home for, then we don't have homes for things to go in and our cabinets then tend to become just like where we shove junk to deal with at a later time then we can't find it when we need it. So I have three videos that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, five tips for organizing your cabinets, which if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that my number one rule is everything has to have a home. So I talk about that. Um, I have another video where I think I just do like, it's like a two minute video, a tour of my cabinets so you can see how I organize them because I always organized my cabinets by like things. So this cabinet was all the student materials. This cabinet was all the teacher materials. This cabinet was uh, art supplies, whatever. I organize them by like things so that it's really easy to find them. And so I walk you through that. Um, and that's something that you can use at home too and something I, I do in my home. Well, not right now because I don't have a home. But when I did have a home and when I do have a home, uh, something I do there as well. Organize your cabinets with things that are similar. Oh, and I also did at the very end of the year just like real quick video, um, how to pack up my cabinets because I was in the middle of moving out of my classroom. Um, so I made a video of how I packed up my classroom and packed up my cabinets. Uh, so you can go check that out. I know it's November when this is coming out and that's a long ways away, but a girl can dream, right? Uh, and you can already start thinking about how you want to organize your cabinets now so that when you, that way, when it comes time to pack them up at the end of the year, you're already halfway there. All right. D is daily five organization. So you may not use daily five really, it's literacy station organization. I talked about management boards and how I use that. I talked about how I did guided reading lesson plans. Um, I talked about like how, like what stations I used. Uh, so you can go there and read really how to flow literacy stations. Now I will say, anything you read from me is not going to be best practice about how to teach guided reading or how to teach math stations. That's not my expertise, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, guided reading was hard for me. I don't know if it was for you, but guided reading was very difficult for me. But you know what I could do? I could organize the heck out of my guided reading lesson plans. I could organize my guided reading materials. I could organize my station materials. That's what I love to do. So that's what I talk about on the Daily Five blog. E for engagement. That's like buzzword right now in teaching engagement. Um, lots of ways you can engage your kids. So I went to the, shoot, I'm gonna forget it now. 
Um, get your teach on conference. Okay, I get that one and teach your heart out. Can, like, they're so similar to me, the names. Anyways, I went to get your teach on conference, yep, with um, Hope and Wade King. Now, I know there's more involved in it, Amy Lemons, but Hope was the main one um, who was, like, with, I guess, my age group teachers. I don't know. Anyways, um, they just came out with a book, The Wild Card. Have you read it yet? In fact, I actually went and bought it before we moved. Um, I went to Barnes & Noble, picked it up. And it didn't make it on the plane with me because, did you hear me when I said we could only move with, we could only move with 150 pounds worth of stuff. Um, and that was a thick book with a lot of good info. And I couldn't, the weight couldn't make it on. But I gave it to my sister who is in her first year of teaching high school and OMG, high schoolers can be mean. Um, but anyways, I gave it to her to read and I was like, hang on to this. When you come visit me, bring this in your luggage so that way I can read it then because I really want to have hope on the podcast. So if you like know her and know how I can, well, I've already contacted her, but if you like know her and want to help me out, I'd appreciate it. Um, but it's on my list of things to read because they talk about how to engage your students. The biggest takeaway, whenever I go to a conference or go to anything, I always try to leave with like, what's my one big takeaway my biggest takeaway from that conference was uh, room transformations. And I did, I think, one last year. And I've done them before, but I did one last year, like, after going to that conference. So I talk about that room. No, I talk about a different room transformation on the blog than when I did my first year of teaching. But um, you can go check out that book, and I'll link to it in the show notes for this episode. So you can go get that book and read about all the different ways that you can engage your kids because, okay, letter F is filing cabinets. Is yours messy? Do you have a filing cabinet? Do you use it? I had a filing cabinet, but I didn't really use it that much because I didn't have a lot of paper stuff. Most of my stuff was on my computer. Um, but I did make a video about how I did organize my filing cabinet and you can head to YouTube or of course the show notes for this episode to watch the video about how I organized and set up my filing cabinet and created a routine so that way it was always organized. And shout out to my friend Shelly if you're listening who she cracks me up because she has, I don't know, maybe two or three filing cabinets. She's been teaching for, shoot, I don't know how, like I was going to say 15 years but I think that's too long, but maybe. She's been teaching 10 plus years so she has a ton of stuff. Anyways, she has a few filing cabinets, and so every time she, like, cleans one out or empties it out or gets rid of stuff, she always sends me pictures or text messages because she knows how adamant I am about, like, not having paper stuff, and so she's always like, look, I got rid of stuff. So anyways, shout out to Shelly. I think of you every time I think of filing cabinets. <laughs> okay, G, goal setting. Okay, this one I'm really excited about, and I don't have, I do, but I don't have my new copy. So I actually ended up writing this blog while I was in Czech Republic because I got super excited about it. Have you heard of Power Sheets? Um, let me go get mine real quick. Okay, so I wanted to do a whole blog and I already did a blog. I wanted to do a whole podcast and video about my Power Sheets, but these are from this year and I haven't got my new ones in. So I thought I would wait until maybe closer to the new year. But anyways, Power Sheets. It's from a team called Cultivate What Matters. 
And it's not a planner. It is a planner, but it's not your typical planner. It's not like a Monday I'm doing this, Tuesday I'm doing this. It's goal setting. So I use it for my business only because I didn't know about it before I stopped teaching. Um, but first of all, it's really pretty. It's like got gold foil and stuff in here. The first few pages, I'm sorry if you're on the podcast and you can't see this, head to the video and uh, fast forward to what letter are we on G goal setting and you can look at the pictures or you can I'll link to the blog post too but anyways at the very beginning um you like write out your goals and or your ideas like things you want to accomplish um getting to know me who I am this is where I like wrote I think I wrote a lot of personal stuff so I'm not gonna show that too long you um Look at these different areas, your health, friends, finances, spiritual growth, recreation, work, family, all those things, and you rate them. How well am I doing? What do I need to do better? So at the beginning, it's like at the beginning of the year, it's all this like self-reflection kind of stuff. Anyways, okay, so that's fun and dandy, whatever. You get to make like a big picture for 2018. Now, this is the six-month set. What I ordered is a full year, so it'll look different. That's why I didn't want to make a video on it yet. Um, but then, okay, then you get to go in and like, I eat this stuff up, so maybe you don't care. I don't know, but you make goals. So some of my goals for the second half of 2018 were to fix and update my website, create an online course, uh, podcast growth, offer coaching sessions. Those are some of my goals. And then I have personal ones, um, more time to do things that bring me joy, weekly date night with Cody, whatever. Right. Okay. So you make your goals. Then you go in and you like write down, okay, why do I want this goal? Um, what are encouraging words to help me accomplish this goal? What, what is this goal going to, why is this a goal? What positive thing is going to happen? Then you write out three steps to take, to make that goal. Any notes you have, whatever. I finished this goal. Done. Woo. Okay. So you do that for 10 goals. Then each month you, sorry, I'm flipping to this month. What's on your calendar this month? Important to do's, things you're excited for. You go in and you dump everything out that is like on your brain. And then you make what's called a tending list. So these are things that like are important to me to happen this month. And then I put them into a tending list. So things I need to accomplish over the whole month things I need to accomplish each week and then each day. And then you go in and check them off. And I know teachers, I know you love check marks. Okay. So then at the end of the month, you go in and you reflect what went well. You don't get to say what went bad. Instead, you say, I'm choosing grace over guilt. Um, you write about people that you're thankful for. You write about favorite memories, a lesson you learned. Okay. All this cool stuff. Anybody can use this. And I, think it would be such a great resource for teachers. Okay, I'm going on way too long about this. I'm sorry. I have a whole blog about power sheets and I think it would be a great resource for teachers because um, I talked about a lot of self-care stuff in October and I think teachers suck at self-care. I said it, I'm sorry, but we know it's true, right? Because it's always about the kids. It's always them first, school first, this other thing that gets out on my list. You know the drill. Um, but I think if we're intentional about setting goals and what do we want to accomplish this year? Okay, every year I made a goal, like last year it was small group teaching. 
okay, that doesn't really accomplish anything. With this, if I had this, I could have written out why was that a goal? What were my steps to achieving that goal? Notes I had, things, resources I had, um, everything could have lived in here and it could have been my school goals, my business goals, my personal goals, my goals at home, all the different things. So power sheets, go check them out. Um, when I get my 2019 set, I will do a podcast blog probably closer to like the beginning of 2019 um, about it, but I'm waiting on them to come, which side note, shipping internationally is no joke. Um, I think shipping for that cost me like $35, but I didn't care because I believe in them so much. So go to the blog, you can read more about it and then get your copy. Okay, let's move on because I talked forever about that. Um, H, how to organize, H, how to organize student papers. I get that a lot when y'all uh, enter to be in the Facebook group and you like fill out those questions, student papers comes up a lot. So I created a blog, of course, a video, uh, there's a podcast, I think it's number 21, 19 or 21, I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay, Simply Teach number 19 is how to organize student papers, but then I also have a video on YouTube. It's the same um, message, it's just with visuals, and you can go and watch about how to organize your student papers because if kids have those routines and they can use them, it makes a world of difference. It really does. Kids just need routines, and sometimes I think as teachers, we need to figure out what those routines are, and we don't have them in place because there's so many other things going on. So go watch that, get some ideas, and then implement them in your room. I, implementing classroom management plans. So when we were back at letter C, we talked about classroom management plans, remember? But now you need to implement them. And in the blog on implementing, I talk about how you can implement them at the beginning there. And then what if you're in the middle of the school year, like right now, it's November, and maybe it's your first year and you didn't realize how important a classroom management plan was. Or maybe um, the classroom management plan you started out with is not working. It's okay to change it. And I talk about how you can implement the classroom management plan within your classroom right now. All right, Jay, one of my favorite things, classroom jobs. I have had classroom jobs in my classroom since day one because, and I talk about this all on the blog that'll be linked in the show notes for this episode. I talk about the research I did my first year of teaching. So in my classroom, I had a whole economic system and it was my behavior management system, but it was also a teaching uh, teaching point, I guess. So basically what my kids did is they had a job, they got paid, um, 10 bucks, 10 bucks for it, I think was what they got paid for their job. And I paid them every Monday and then, and it was like for the previous week's job. And then on Wednesday they got to go to the store and they could buy whatever they wanted from the store with their classroom money. Um, and the classroom store, I only had the treasure box was the only thing that I ever spent money on, but I had probably 10 or 15 other things in the store that they could buy lunch with the teacher, wear a Snuggie for a lesson, shoes off, uh, seat desk swap thing, whatever, you know, everything was free except for the treasure box. But so Monday was payday, Wednesday was store Friday. And here's where the learning happened is they had to pay rent for their desk. And I was teaching them the reason the store was on Wednesday was that lesson of, well, I still have a bill to pay on Friday. Can I buy this? Should I buy this? And guys, my kids learned so much through there. I am adamantly passionate about teaching our kids life lessons. 
And I think money is a huge lesson. And I came from a Title I school with a lot of parents working multiple jobs. Um, most of my kids were on free and reduced lunch. They didn't have access to, I shouldn't say they didn't have access. Um, their parents may have been teaching them money management. I felt as their teacher, it was really important for me to teach them the power of money management and the power of saving. And so I did that through my economic system. Um, I went on to let them buy their desks so they didn't have to pay rent anymore. They could buy other people's desks and earn rent. So tons of life lessons that went on through that economic system. And it all started with classroom jobs. Literally, I came into my classroom at the end of the day after taking them to the bus or car rider, and my classroom was perfect, ready for the next day, with the exception of my desk and my little area because my kids did everything. And I'm so adamantly passionate about kids owning the classroom and taking care of the jobs. It should not be your job to sharpen pencils, to stack chairs, to fix the tables. These kids, they can do it and they want to do it. That's the great thing is if you're in elementary, I don't know about middle and high school. If you're in elementary, they want jobs. They want to do it. They want to help you in the classroom. But you can go to the blog. So this episode show notes, go to J Classroom Jobs. It links to my blog post on how I implemented classroom jobs and the economic system resource that you can buy off my website. Um, I can't remember how much it is off the top of my head, but you can get it on TPT or my website. I would always recommend going to my actual website, The Simply Organized Teacher, to buy any resources I create because they're more expensive on TPT. So, so go to my website and you can find the resource there. I walk through the jobs I had, how I implemented the um, economic system. I walk through like a day-by-day, week-by-week implementation plan. There's money, classroom money in there, um, activities that you can do with your kids to teach money, books, resources that you can use to teach classroom economics. So head to the blog, find it there, get it. Economic system. I think a lot of us use money already. So let's like add that extra layer of learning in on top and teach them personal financial literacy. It's a teak in Texas, probably in the rest of the country too. Okay, K. Ooh, I'm getting on like a... I don't know, on my high horse here. Um, K is for Kagan. If you have money to invest in your education, in your education as an educator, use it towards going to a Kagan conference. I cannot stress Kagan cooperative learning enough. Um, well, okay, if you're not sure what it is, start by going to... It doesn't have an episode number, but it's like episode five and a half. It's bonus episode for number five. Um, I interviewed Dr. Kagan, who is a cooperative learning guru. And he talks about what cooperative learning it is, why you use it. He gives a couple examples of um, structures. Go to their website, find a conference coming. They travel the country every year. They, they're even around the world, um, which... I think it'd be so cool if I could be like a Kagan trainer here in Germany. How awesome would that be? I'd probably need to speak German. Uh, anyways, Kagan, and I want to do a whole episode on the difference between cooperative learning and group work, but I'm trying to figure out how to do that without like stealing Kagan's words because that's really what, like one thing he talks about is the difference between group work and cooperative learning. And how they're both very different things and cooperative learning is way more impactful for our kids. So go listen to that episode, go find a Kagan conference near you, beg, plead your district, your principal, whatever to pay for you to go. I promise you will not regret it.
think I'm off my soapbox. L is for lesson planning. Yay, lesson planning. Uh, I liked lesson planning, and I think it goes back to me loving goal setting and writing things out. I loved lesson planning. Um, and I got to where it was a pretty easy, like I could do it in 20, 30 minutes for the whole week. Um, now that was after years of practice and teaching the same thing, being in the same grade level, whatever. But I have a whole blog and video on lesson planning routines. My lesson planning routine and what I talk about um, in multiple places on the blog is I always left Friday with my stuff ready for the next week. So kind of what I did was Wednesday or Thursday, I would look at my plans from the team and then I would actually write out like what I'm teaching when. So plans is the content, what you're teaching. Calendaring is more of when and how you're teaching it. Um, so as a team, we would plan and then I would calendar Wednesday or Thursday. And then while I was calendaring, writing out my plans, okay, Monday in language arts, inferencing, um, this activity, whatever, I would have a list next to me where I would write down each thing I needed, where I could find it on my computer, um, if I needed an anchor chart for it, I'd write it all down. So that way you could, I could come in on Friday with that list and just go boom, 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 down the list, got all my materials ready, pop it into my material drawers and be ready come Monday. So come up with a lesson planning routine so that way you're not spending tons of time planning every single day after school. Really, it should be like one day a week you're planning, one day a week you're prepping, and then now you're ready for next week. Okay, and lastly, we're going to wrap up with letter M for Make the Teacher Night. Now, I realize that as of this recording, it's November, and you're probably like, I don't need Make the Teacher Night stuff. That's okay. You might be listening to this in the summer or getting ready for a new school year or even getting a job that's starting in January and you need to have a Make the Teacher Night. This blog and resource goes over activities you can do with your kids as they're coming in, um, how you can handle supplies, how you can get parents out of your room when you're ready for them to leave, how you can use Google Forms to collect all their information instead of having to do paperwork and internet on the computer, all sorts of great tips for how you can have an effective Meet the Teacher Night. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode of Simply Teach number 23. Um, I will be back in two weeks with episode number 25 to finish in through Z of the A to Z classroom organization hacks. But for now, you can head to the blog and this week's show notes to find out all, or to not find out, to find all the links for everything that I talked about. They will be linked on this week's show notes. We'll see you soon. Bye guys. Teacher friends, I want to take a second to tell you about my ebook, The Simply Organized Classroom. This ebook is full of tips, tricks, ideas, and resources for you. There's seven different chapters. Here, I'll read them to you really quick. First chapter is Looking Pretty, Classroom Layout and Aesthetics. Chapter two, The Simply Organized Classroom Organization Tips. Chapter three, Establishing an Environment, Classroom Management Plans. Chapter four, Staying Sane in the Classroom, Establishing Routines. Chapter five is Taking Back Your Time, Time Management Techniques. Chapter six, Smiles, Tears, and Fears, Tips for First-Year Teachers. And chapter seven is Teaching Isn't Just in the Classroom, School Dynamics. So I talk about each of those things in the ebook. You can get it by heading over to the Simply Organized Teacher website. Click shop on the top menu bar and you'll see it right there. You can also use the code SIMPLYTEACH to get 10% off any purchases you make in the shop. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. 
Don't forget to head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com for all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and you can sign up for my email list there. Also, be sure to find the Facebook group because I want to be your social media friend. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com. 